This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Um, by show of hands, raise your hand. Have you ever had something bad happen to you? Just let me let me see your hand. Raise your hand. Something bad. Isn't it the worst when something just like you get a, get a flat tire or you know you you can't get Wi-Fi signal? You know, just something bad happens to you. I, I I keep a short memory with bad things. I don't remember all the bad things that happened to me. So I went to my wife this week. I said, Babe, what were some bad things that happened? Do, do bad things happen to us? She was like, Oh, let me tell you bad things. She said, Remember a couple weeks ago when we were in Target and we lost our two-year-old? I was like. Good point. I remember that. They had to code yellow. You ever been code yellow on Target? They shut down the store because we couldn't find our two-year-old. Our two-year-old was hiding because he had to go to the bathroom. He was hiding. We couldn't find him. Why do, why do these things happen to me? She also reminded me. She said, remember when we first moved from Seattle down to L.A. and we moved to start Zoe Church? Remember the first week we moved to, to L.A.? Remember we totaled our car. And I was like, woman, no, you totaled our car. I did not total our car. That was your bad, woman. Bad things be happening. To, that's a different message. But I want to talk tonight about the reality that bad things happen to good people. You know what I love about God? God did not promise us a safe journey. He only promised a safe arrival. And God said, listen, you're going to face some storms, you're going to face some tribulations, but you need to know I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Let's get to know the reality of God. God did not say when you become a Christian or if you put your trust in me that you're exempt, you are void from life touching you. No, life can touch all of us. All of us are one phone call away from our knees. Bad things will always happen as long as we're here. That's why we have the hope of heaven. That's why I get excited for a greater place. When I go to heaven, there will be no more sorrow. There will be no more tears. There will be no more five-year-olds getting cancer. Come on, anybody excited tonight for the promise and the reality of everlasting life? Oh, come on, 6 p.m. We can clap louder than that. The reality is while we're here on earth, bad things could happen. Things could go wrong. We live in a fallen planet with fallen people, and that is the reality that Daniel is facing in this story. The Bible says Daniel is so awesome that he continues to excel. He continues to have favor. He continues to do well. In fact, watch these first verses, Daniel 6, 1 through 6. Watch what it says of this great Daniel. It says, it pleased Darius, that's the king. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these, three governors of whom Daniel was one that the satraps might give account to them so the king would suffer no loss. Verse 3, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm so that the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom that they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful nor was there any error or fault found in him. Did you see that? 
the king's looking at, at Daniel going like, I don't just see a satrap level over this guy. I don't just see governor level over this guy. I want to put him above those that are above those that are above. I want to put, he's excelling. He is doing well in his life. Write down number one today. Jealousy is a scary thing. I'll tell you what's happening to Daniel. Haters are hating. You ever notice that nobody hates on lovable losers? You ever notice that nobody hates on the underdog? No, no, nobody's hating on David. Everybody's hating on Goliath. Nobody's, nobody's hating on the little underdog that can't get a W. Everybody hates, a, like nobody's a Golden State Warrior fan. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? Like nobody's rooting for the New England Patriots. Ryan. But I'm telling you, as soon as you start getting promoted, as soon as you start excelling, as soon as you start winning, as soon as you start getting to a bigger world and more following and more platform and more money, it, people start, you've changed. And so, I love this verse. Watch here, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 4. Look at this scripture. It's so true. Proverbs 27, 4. Anger is cruel and fury is overwhelming. But who can stand before jealousy? That's why we call it sibling rivalry. Some of you know what it means to have family members that are jealous of you. Some of you know what it means to have co-workers that are jealous of you. Some people that are provoked to jealousy. I'm telling you, I can stand in front of anger. If somebody's mad at me, I can deal with it. But when somebody gets jealous, you better look out. Because jealous people scheme against you. Jealous people strategize against you. Jealous people get evil towards your life. Watch here, James chapter 3, verses 14 and 16. Look at this scripture. I love this. But if you have any bitter envy and self seeking in your hearts. Do not boast and lie against the truth. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are right there. Everything of evil manifests itself when there's envy, when there's bitterness, when there's jealousy. That, 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 how come they got it like that? How come, how come everybody loves them? How come, what is jealousy? Jealousy is just saying, I want what you have. Jealousy says, I want to be where you are. Jealousy says, I want to be loved like you're loved. I'm jealous. I'm insecure. I'm envious. Watch this. This is such a great statement. Put up this quote. I, I love this. This is a reality. You know envy is destroying you when you become critical, withdrawn, negative, and you start picking blessed people apart. Sitting around going, man, everybody loves them. But you know one time I was around them and they breast ain't. Melt it. You know, everybody thinks they're so nice, but you know, one time I got in an argument about the Patriots with them. You know that you are dealing with jealousy when all of a sudden you start picking people apart, all kinds of evils. Around. You know, isn't it interesting when you feel jealous? We've all felt, felt the feeling of jealousy. You start to go like, I don't want to feel this way. How do you combat a jealous spirit? You combat it with a thankful spirit. I don't want what they have. I want what I have. I don't want their life. I want my life. I'm grateful for what God's given me. My gifting, my talent, my bank account, my family. Come on, anybody blessed tonight? Anybody thankful for Jesus tonight? Come on, let's just thank God right now. And just, come on, let's get that jealous spirit off. 
I just love that reality. Here's these jealous guys, and, and they got nothing to pin them on. He's a faithful man. He's a man of character. He's a man of resolve. So they know they can't get him on the character. By the way, that speaks to me and you. Don't give people stuff to talk about. Don't give them anything to talk about. You just be faithful. You just be excellent. You just show up. You just be generous. You just be kind. Let the haters go and hate. By the way, if you never want to be hated in life, don't do nothing in life. The only way for to have people not hate you is to do nothing at all. But when you start stepping up and you start stepping out and you start doing what God's called you to do and you start building that business and building your platform and doing what God's asked you to do, I'm telling you the haters are going to hate. So all of a sudden they're scheming and strategizing. We can't get Daniel. He's too good. He's too faithful. He's too, he's too awesome. And so they go, you know who we can get though? King Darius has a weakness and his weakness is not jealousy. His weakness is his ego. I know the way that we'll get to Daniel because the king loves Daniel so much and he loves to be praised so much. We'll go to the king and we'll just stroke his ego and tell him how awesome he is and we can dupe him. We can bamboozle him into signing the decree that Daniel can't worship his God. He can only worship King Darius. So watch what they do. Let's go here. Go back on the screen. Daniel chapter 6. And watch what these guys do to King Darius. This is so bad. Daniel 6 verses 6. It says, So these governors and satraps thronged before the king and said thus to him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and the satraps, the counselors and the advisors, we have all consulted together to establish a royal statute than to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days, except for you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Wow, sounds like a great idea. It says, oh, now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. In other words, they come up to the king like, king, man, you be looking good, king. Have you lost weight, bro? Dang, your tan looks good. Your anti-dad body, you look good. King, I love And they start stroke. It's amazing to me. Your ego will mess up your future if you don't get it in check. You will make decisions. You will spend money you don't have. You will explode with anger when you shouldn't. Your ego will mess with your future. Do you realize in Proverbs 7 what led the man to have an affair? What led him into adultery? It was not some woman dressed in some dress. It was not her beautiful appearance. It was her words and it was her stroking of his ego that caused that man to yield. Watch here in Proverbs 7. Look at the scriptures. It says, with her entire enticing speech she caused him to yield with her flattering lips she seduced him immediately he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks she started stroking that ego you look so good you look so buff I've been wanting to be with you and because the ego is so big and we don't get it in check we make dumb decisions King Darius has no idea that this setup is not even about him it's about the one that he loves Daniel so they start going, king, man, for 30 days, nobody should, nobody should worship anybody but you, man. You're the man. Let's sign the decree. Let's worship you, king. You're the best. You're the greatest. You remember growing up, 
when you're growing up, you used to go to your dad to ask for something and just butter him up. Like my dad's a pastor, so I used to like whenever I wanted to like go to the movies or spend the night at a friend's house, I'd go up to my dad. I'm like, Dad, dang, you preach good on Sunday, bro. Killing it, Dad. Hey, Dad, do you think? Nope. Okay, Mom. Orale, Mom. Como estás? Que estas haciendo? My mom's back Que estas haciendo? Because I'm just trying to stroke somebody's ego to get what I want. They, 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 they catch him, and he signs it, and he doesn't realize he's signing a death sentence for the one that he really loves, Daniel. I'll tell you, if you haven't written it down, write down number two. Ego is a scary thing. It is a scary thing to mess with your ego. You will always regret decisions you make based upon your pride. You will always regret decisions you make based upon your ego. I deserve this. I've earned this. I should purchase it. I should go out. I should have a night. No, no, no. The Bible says before destruction comes, pride comes. Translation, before you mess up your life, ego will mess up your life. Don't you live your life based upon your ego. Live your life based upon your convictions. We live according to humility and gratitude and grace. And King Darius doesn't realize he's signing the death sentence to the one that he loves. So he signs it, and the haters are like, oh, we got him now? Yeah, we already know. So watch this. The Bible says, Daniel, as was his custom, as was his routine, he, got, he says, I know y'all signed this thing, and I know y'all hate me. Isn't it amazing you know the haters in your world? The jealous people that are jealous of you are not hiding. They have already revealed themselves. He already knows these guys are hating on him. So the Bible says, watch here in verse 10. I love Daniel so much. Look at verse 10. It says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. Daniel said, I don't care what y'all sign. It's not altering my devotion to my God. You can sign any petition. You can sign anything you want. Come on, I'm not, I'm not worshiping no man. I'm worshiping my God. Come on, put your hands together tonight and just thank God. I don't care what culture says. It's not moving me from my devotion to Jesus Christ. Daniel's just like, look, you can do whatever you want. I'm not moving from my holy habit. Write down number three today. You ought to make some holy habits. Just make for yourself. I don't know about you. Anybody here tonight, you got any bad habits in your world? I got some bad habits in my life. I, I, I was watching TV this last week, and, and on the TV show, there was a guy that had made a habit. He only brushes his teeth at night. He doesn't brush his teeth. Uh, oh, sorry, he only brushes teeth in the morning. He doesn't brush his teeth at night. And when I was watching it, I thought to myself, that is a man that will stay single for a very long time. That is what we call a bad habit. You and I in our world, we have good habits and we have bad habits. But you know what you ought to start making? You ought to start making some holy habits. This is my whole, I'm not talking about religion. I'm just talking about building into your routine, building into your life, building into your schedule, some things that lead you to Jesus. Like I have some holy habits. On Sunday, it's my holy habit that I'm going to go to church. It's just my habit. Every Sunday my whole life, it's just my, I'm habitual with it. On Sundays, I go to church. Anybody else? 
I go to Zoe Church, by the way. And so um, that's what I go on. So, uh, it's my holy habit on the 1st and the 15th. I know some people do the automatic withdrawal and the automatic payment. I like to get on the app and give my tithes because it's my holy habit from my house. We give our tithes to God. This is my habit. It's my habit in the morning time. I like to play worship music, and I like to read the Bible. This is my holy habit. I will never forget when my daughter got diagnosed when she was four months old with, 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 with a brain that did not form. Listen, Cephaly, I will never forget when that happened, when that moment hit me. I knew to do nothing else but my holy habits. I said, tomorrow morning, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to get up. I'm going to turn worship music on. I'm going to open my Bible. I'm going to do the same thing I did the day before because my life is built on some holy habits. Come on, give some praise to God if you're down to put into your life some habits that are pleasing to God. Y'all just make a habit. When you do something dumb, tell somebody. It's my habit. I tell on myself. Build into your life some, Daniel's like, look, I don't eat, you exhaust me. You're so stupid. You's dumb for real. I'm going to do what I do every day. This is my habit. What I do at my house, man, I go three times, I open the windows, I kneel down, and I get a praise party on. And I thank, look, y'all can sign. I don't stop. I don't, you are, ex this is just who I am, man. Sign what you want to sign, bro. It's not change. Don't let culture alter you from your devotion to God. Y'all can do whatever you want. I've just already decided I'm a worshiper. I'm a, I'm a person of prayer. I'm, I'm staying sexually pure. Like, you just do whatever you want. I'm not, at, I'm not pushing my beliefs on you. It's my holy habit. So Daniel goes up, and they're like, oh, check this out. They pull out their phones, and they put the IG video, and they record it, and they save it to their phone. And then they go to King Darius. They're like, Darius, press play. And they watch it, and, and he's like, oh, my. Darius like, you son of a gun. You got me so good. Oh, my gosh. You used my ego against me to get Daniel. You suck. Like, he's just so mad. It's like, are you kidding me? The king is distraught. So the king, they, and they know, this can't be changed, king. This cannot be changed. So what do they do? They get, oh, this is, this is the enemy. They get the king to take Daniel and put him in the lion's den. Daniel gets put in the lion's den for praying. What kind of a God makes us be in a lion's den because of our faith? It's not God that put him in the lion's den. It's people that put him in the lion's den. It's jealousy. It's ego. It's humanity. So the king lowers Daniel in the lion's den. The king's, the king's angry. He's distraught. He's like, are you kidding me? This is so stupid. I got to lower my God. This is my God. This is my God. I'm lowering him. This is so stupid. I love you. This is so stupid. This is the worst. I'm lowering my guy. My guy's going to go. So he lowers him down. They shut the lid. No flashlights. No candles. No cell signal, nighttime, night, night, lion's den. Some of y'all got that. L lion's den. And the Bible says the king goes back to his house and he just paces all night. He has no entertainment, he has no food. He's just like, this, this, this just happened. I got, oh my gosh, they got me. And now my guy's gone. And I just, and he's pacing, he's pacing. The Bible says as soon as morning comes, as soon as daylight hits, d this king races from his house. And he opens up the lid and he yells down, Daniel, 
Was your God able to save you? Oh, watch what Daniel says back. Look here on the screen. I love this. Then Daniel said to the king, oh, king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, oh, king, I have done no wrong before you. Come on, somebody praise God tonight. If you believe that God can save you when you're in the worst place. I just love that. Write down number four tonight. I love this thought that God loves to honor you and show up for you. Oh, he loves to do this. God loves to honor you. God loves to show up in your life. Watch this promise, Psalm 91. This is not me talking. This is not another man talking in the Bible. This is God speaking. Watch what God says. He says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. God's going, you get thrown into a lion's den? I do my best work right here. Because you have chosen me, I'm going to honor you. Because you've chosen me, I'm going to show up big in your world. I tell you, you serve the God that loves to show up and show off. He is a God that is undefeated. Come on, anybody thankful tonight that God knows when to do something big and awesome and mighty in your life? Come on, you ought to clap tonight. If God has ever shown up in your world, if God has ever honored you in your life. Isn't it amazing that the first thing Daniel says to the king, this is amazing. First thing Daniel says, oh, yeah, king, because God sent an angel. An angel? It's amazing to me that in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if you don't know the story, three other guys get thrown into a fiery furnace for standing for their faith. And the Bible says when they threw him in the fiery furnace, the king of that time stood and says, wait a second. We threw three guys in there, and how come I see a fourth? It was an angel. When Jesus withstood the devil for 40 days in the temptation, it says after 40 days of standing against that temptation, it says in Matthew 4, verse 11, that Jesus sent, God sent angels to minister to his son. God will send what you need when you need it. Come on, somebody thank him tonight that God loves to show up. He loves to show off. And when you honor him, he will honor you. Come on, I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight, but I felt like telling somebody, God can show up big. I, I, I wonder what Daniel was thinking in the darkness of night. I wonder if Daniel dealt with such anger towards these haters. I wonder if Daniel questioned, God, are you, are you watching all this? I wonder the emotions that those eight hours presented Daniel in the lion's den. But I know my Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Come on, anybody believe that tonight? That God will see you through the midnight hour. It says when they pulled out Daniel out of the den, this is my favorite part. When they pulled out Daniel out of the den, King's so excited. He's doing a happy dance. He's doing all the fun dad dances. Hey, all that stuff. And, and they just, he's elated. He's ecstatic. And the, watch what happens. The, always notice this. Watch in your world the people that are jealous of you and hate on you. Watch where they end up in life. Jealousy never works for anybody. So the jealous guys who hated on him, watch what the king does go, oh, it's on now. 
They pull up Daniel, and the king says, get all these guys that set me up and use my ego, get their families, and throw them in the lion's den. And do you realize the Bible says when they get thrown in the lion's den, because the lions are hangry at this time, they pummeled them and killed them. And all of a sudden, the king is so excited that he looks at Daniel and watch the decree that the king gives out. Watch this last verse here, Daniel 6, 26. I make a decree. This is the king. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Come on, church. Write down the last thought tonight. I love this idea. Your standing for God can result in someone else's kneeling to God. You never know what your stance for Jesus is going to do in somebody else's life. I'm telling you, your faith is doing more in your workplace than you realize. Your faith is doing more in your family than you realize. Your faith is doing more in Los Angeles than you realize. You never know what your standing up for God will result in in somebody else's life. Daniel wasn't going to the lion's den going, hey guys, don't worry. I know what's going to happen. God's going to totally you know, just rescue me. And what will happen? You know, the whole nation will be saved. No big deal. I'll be fine. No, Daniel's like, I'm just taking this one step at a time. I feel overwhelmed. I feel crushed. I feel like everybody's coming against me. Listen, you need to know that we serve the God, that what the enemy intended for evil, God can turn it around and he can use it for the good. Come on, just if you believe that tonight, why don't you just clap and thank Jesus. Come on, God will use that thing. Because God loves to show up. And God loves to protect his children. God loves to do the unexpected in your life. You may have haters in your world. You might have haters in your family. But that's okay. You just keep on keeping on. You might have a culture that hates your faith. A culture that says you better stop praying. Don't let it deter you from your devotion to your God. You might get thrown in some circumstance that you're like looking at God like, God, are, are we for real right now? Like, do you not see my tithing record? I tithe. I went to grow track one. I didn't go to the rest of them, but I went to one of the grow tracks. And this is going to end up with me in a lion's den. God, do you not see your faithful servant? No, 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 no. Just know that no matter what you face, God can do the miraculous. God can show up. And he says, because you chose me. Because you love me, because I'm your God, you're my people, I will honor you and I will deliver you. Come on, let's just clap one more time and let's thank Jesus. Come on, for the power of who God is in our world. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.